I'm not poo-pooing on, you know, companies like Rivian or Amazon or Tesla. I think they're great companies that make a great product. I just think the market is overvaluing them or the investors are um, overestimating these companies' futures. On this episode of Early Bird, Bharat Kanodia, founder and CEO of Aristrat. Bharat joins the podcast today to talk about why the stocks of Tesla and Rivian are overvalued, including what he thinks about the current market and why he likes dividend-paying stocks. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Bharat, thank you so much for sh- for coming on today at the uh, Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Stephen, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful sunny day outside here in California. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that we got a chance to connect. We are going to be talking about... Uh, Tesla and Rivian and, and valuations, uh, a very important subject matter for many investors today. But before we start, uh, Bharat, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit about your background. If you could give a quick 30-second uh, Reader's Digest uh, on your background, I think that would be great. Sure. Um, I am a valuation expert, um, and I'm one of the few experts in the country who has valued all kinds of unique or interesting assets, um, including where you are, Stephen. I have appraised the Brooklyn Bridge, the Grand Central Station, the entire um, system of MTA, um, the Thruway owned by the Thruway Authority, and many assets owned by the state of New York. So, I'm a valuation expert, which is called upon to value all kinds of unique or interesting assets, including many companies like Uber, Airbnb, and others. Wow, your background is incredible. Valuations are important now, more important now than ever before, arguably, um, especially with the way that some stock prices have been. And I think two of those examples are Tesla and Rivian, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, these are two stocks where... Some investors really love them, and some investors don't like these stocks at all. Um, you think that Tesla and Rivian are both overvalued, right? I do. Um, and, uh, you know, Tesla's P.E. ratio, you know, was at some point, you know, a year ago was 1,300. Mm. Then it came down to 1,000. Then went down more and more and more. Yep. And, and, ju- and just to be clear, P.E. ratio for audience, price to earnings ratio, it's a way to measure the valuation of a stock. Uh, you obviously want it to be lower. It means uh, better value. The higher it is, then it's a bit overvalued. And Tesla seems to fall into that high P.E. Uh, valuation. Uh, please go on. Correct. And, and thank you. Um, so when, when 
Tesla was trading at 1300 PE ratio or 1000 PE ratio. What does that mean? That means for every $1 Tesla adds to his bottom line as earnings, investors are willing to pay 1300 times or for that $1. So they're willing to pay $1,300 for $1 of earnings. Now let's put that into perspective. Would you pay $13,000 for a business that net net gives you $10 in cash flow a year? Uh, I don't think I would do that, but some investors might be interested in that, but probably not. Correct. So that's the perspective I come from. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not ripping on Elon or his product or his company. I think, uh, I think they're doing great work. I, you know, I, I, I don't own a Tesla, but I've sat in his cars multiple times, and it's it's a fantastic product. Um, and and I see where they're going with it, but I wouldn't be thirteen hundred times. Uh, I, I can see why that's a bit overvalued. Um, and, and the same thing with uh, Rivian, is it? Well, Rivian is still not positive. They're still hemorrhaging money and they will continue to hemorrhage money for a while. Um, so they don't have a PE ratio. But let's look at Rivian from a different perspective. So a month before Rivian was about to go public, I have a friend who I do martial arts with. Um he is somebody senior in Rivian. And usually we don't talk work, you know, we're, you know, we just sort of, you know, do martial arts together. But one day I felt like pulling his leg, which I literally can do because we do martial arts together. <laughs> so I was just, I was just, you know, yanking his chain and I was going, hey, I heard you guys are going public. You've, uh, you know, you bought that second house in Tahoe yet. Um, and, you know, he didn't say anything. He was trying to um, mind his tongue. But after a few minutes, he couldn't hold himself. And he says, you know, we haven't sold one car yet, not one. And then he says, but the market is valuing us at $80 billion, which is more than value of General Motors. And General Motors sells, sells. 7 million cars a year. And they have not done that just one year or for the last couple of years. They've been doing it for the last hundred some years. If the market wants to give us same money as General Motors at the same valuation, what are we going to say no? I mean, I've already got my boat picked up. So Coming from that perspective, you really got to look at apples to apples. Yeah, Rivian is cool, and I'm sure they have great technology. I haven't sat in their trucks. Um, but is it worth more than General Motors? I don't know. So um, just to go over what we've just talked about, uh, you're saying that it really comes down to the P-E ratio, the price-to-earnings ratio, um, in, in, in the case of, uh, of Rivian and as well as Tesla, right? Well, in Rivian's case, there is no price to earnings ratio because mm. Rivian is uh, still hemorrhaging money. Um, but in Rivian's case, the I, I will do a comparative analysis to, say, General Motors. Um, and General Motors sells 7 million cars a year. And Rivian, you know, I, I don't know what the latest number is, but before IPO, they hadn't sold one. Would you 
buy Rivian for $80 billion and uh, not buy General Motors, which is, I think, valued at $70 billion. Um, and General Motors sells 7 million cars a year and Rivian sells zero. Um, that just doesn't, I, I, I'm not the smartest guy in town, but that something about that doesn't sound right. Hey, it does seem pretty simple, the math, when you explain it like that. Um, so th- that's how you sort of reach that conclusion that they're overvalued. Um, as you're probably aware of, there are a, a ton of investors the past few years. Uh, in the case for Rivian, the, not too long ago since it IPO'd, you know. But there are a ton of investors out there that have poured money into these stocks, really big believers. Um, what, what goes through your mind when you see that the stock price is going up, that investors, a lot of them um, new retail investors, or are just putting money behind companies like Tesla and Rivian that are a bit overvalued? So I'll tell you a story. Um, one time a um, businessman goes to heaven. And he's standing on the line behind the pearly white gates. And there's a long line. And he's like, well, how am I going to wait? How long do I have to wait? So he comes up with an ingenious idea. He yells out loud. And he says, hey, they're giving away free Teslas in hell. And everybody goes, oh, wow. Everybody's a free Tesla in hell. So everybody leaves the line of getting through the burly white gate into heaven and goes and stands in line for going to hell. Um, And then the line is clear for the burly white gate and the businessman is supposed to just walk through, but he does not. He starts to walk towards the line in hell. And somebody asks him, hey, you just made that announcement. Why don't you just walk through the burly white gates? He's like, you know, I heard a rumor that they're giving away Teslas in hell. It might be true. So that's what's happening in the market right now. Mm-hmm. It, it seems a bit, uh, well, not the most logical decision for some investors. Well, wh- why do you think that is? Why do you think some investors, particularly new ones, might be drawn to the Teslas and Rivians and other big name stocks that are overvalued? And in the case of Rivian, they just don't have any profits yet. I mean, it's a herd mentality, right? My neighbor's doing it, so I want to do it. And I don't like GM stock. GM's old and stodgy. And and again, I'm not poo-pooing on, you know, companies like Rivian or Amazon or Tesla. I think they're great companies that make a great product. I just think the market is overvaluing them or the investors are um, overestimating these companies' futures. Good point. When we return, we'll hear from Barat about his valuation strategy and his advice for investors in 2022. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So Barat, today we're talking about Tesla and Rivian and why 
you think they might be overvalued. Um, you know, I always say to listeners of the podcast, speak to a financial professional, make the best decision for you that way by speaking to a financial professional. But let's just play devil's advocate here. Let me take the, the bullish position on these two stocks. And I'm personally not bullish on these two stocks, but let's just for the sake of this discussion, let's just say I'm bullish on Tesla and Rivian. Um, the market, as, as you know, uh, for electric vehicles is certainly growing. And there are certainly a lot of um, reasons to be uh, happy about the market, whether it's all the new government funding that's going into charging stations across the country, the fact that sales for not just Tesla and Rivian are starting to go up, but they're going to go up for a lot of the other EV makers as well. Uh, from even the conflict now in Europe uh, involving energy prices, uh, a lot of EV stocks are starting to seem pretty much a better deal given the likelihood that oil prices will eventually start going up. Um, given the fact that the market environment seems ripe for electric vehicles, does that change anything with how you value these two companies? Uh, what makes you think the market environment is ripe? I mean, help me define that. I mean, because the product is available, does that make it ripe? Um, because the investors are buying the company, does that make it ripe? I mean, I think at some point, it's kind of like the internet stock in the in 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 two thousand or ninety nine. Um, you know, the internet or the dot com stocks were are here to stay. I just think they were overvalued and they were overvalued at that time. So the same thing with EV stocks, um, Rivian and Tesla, just because they have a lot of PR around them, their stocks are inflated. Uh, but I am very bullish on EV itself as a sector. So if you want to invest in EV, just look on the other side of uh, Tesla or Rivian. I mean, look for other EV companies or companies that are providing um support or ancillary uh, goods and services to these companies. You mentioned earlier General Motors. Um, you compared it to Rivian in terms of uh, the value of the company. Um, GM, while they make traditional cars, they're getting into electric vehicles, just like several of the other um, legacy automakers. Does that seem like a better bet maybe to get into EVs with a company with like GM or any of the automakers that, you know, they have a better PE ratio? I mean, it's sad. A company like GM, you know, now they're coming out with, you know, EV vehicles and, uh, you know, with, uh, with everything they had going for them. But that's what happens, right? I mean, you know, these companies, they get bloated and they become too big for it, their own good. And somebody like Elon comes in and, um, scoops the cherry um you know i think it is a little late for um gm at some point um you know ford i think is still in the holding i i'm not an expert on the auto industry um but but if i were to invest i'm a big believer in what um mark twain said that when everybody is digging for gold it's great to be in the pick and shovel business so I would invest in companies that are providing um, uh, parts and goods and services to EV companies. Oh, that's a good way to play the market. Um, Bharat, you may not be an expert in vehicles, but you're an expert in valuations. 
I was wondering, could your method of, of finding the valuation for these companies, could it be applied to other investments, including stocks and cryptocurrencies? Cryptocurrencies, not so much, because cryptocurrencies is very much like art, mm-hmm. right? The value is in the eye of the beholder. You know, what is the currency worth? Well, whatever someone is willing to pay for it. Why is Bitcoin worth whatever it is worth today? I think 45000 or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why is it 45000 I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really don't. I've looked at Bitcoin left, right, inside out, and I am just not smart enough to figure that out. But if somebody came to me and they told me, hey, what is this NFT worth? Yes. Now that I can help with because that is a true asset class. Um, but if somebody told me why somebody wants to pay $150 million for a Picasso, well, the only reason I have is they want to pay $150 million for a Picasso because somebody else bought a Picasso, which is similar to this Picasso, which was sold for $150 million. And that is the only reason. Got it. So it's kind of like art, but uh, stocks, however, you can use the same method that you, you know, you looked at Tesla and Rivian, you you found that they were overvalued. You can apply that same method to almost any stock, right? Uh, You could, but that should only give you the partial view. I mean, stocks, fortunately, most equities um, they have cash flow associated with them. So the real analysis you ought to be doing is looking at a cash flow discount, um, a, a discounted cash flow method. That is the true um, and ideal method to value a company. Um, but how many investors really even have heard of this method of valuation? Um, you know, they just go with whatever the market is or whatever they're hearing on CNBC and. You know, let's just work with the assumption that the reporters on CNBC are smart and know what they're doing. But mm-hmm. you're in the journalist game. I, I'm not. So you <laughs> know how smart reporters are. Well, let me ask you, as an expert in valuations, um, I take it you tend to pick value stocks over growth stocks, correct? I tend to pick... I, I like trees that give me... Um, fruit, flowers, and shade. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I like stocks that give me dividends. Oh, so you like dividend-paying stocks. I like dividend stocks. I like my cash flow. I don't trust people when they say that, oh, we, we're not going to give you a dollar, but look at our stock. You know, it's going to become $100. So I, don't, I, I, I am not totally convinced why I need to sell a stock to make money on it. Mm. Like, I own a company. Why do I need to sell my company to make money on it? Yeah, I, I, I can see why the value of dividends comes into play there. Um, so looking at this topic of, of, of finding that Tesla and Rivian are overvalued, um, which you can find for other stocks as well, what, what advice would you give to retail investors, especially now in 2022? The market has been volatile to say the least. Um, what advice would you give to investors as far as um, how to value stocks and how to find out how they're worth? Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> if I knew that, <laughs> um, you know, I, I personally I'm not a growth stock guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at stocks um, that are giving me dividends. But one benchmark I do use is 
I look at whatever correction the stock was trading at before it was today. So say, for example, we look at, um, I don't know, Learners Automotive Group, right? So we look at this stock today and say today is trading at $120. Um, And it dropped to say $70 in March of 2020. For me, $70 March 2020 is really the benchmark. I would be looking at that stock price to come closer to 70 or at least maybe 75, maybe 80, but closer to the last crash. And I think that's where I see that the value has come close to bare minimum to where it should be. So it really comes down to the price from the last crash. Um, Interesting approach. But Rod, thank you so much for for coming on the Early Bird podcast today and and, and sharing with us your expertise and valuations, especially as it pertains to Tesla and Rivian. Uh, Before we wrap up the podcast, I just have one final question, and it's the big question for today's discussion. Uh, The question is, what song describes your life right now? Oh, uh, what's that uh, David Bowie song? Um, uh, Ground Control to Major Tom. What's that? Uh, Space Odyssey. Oh, great song. Or Space Oddity, right. Um, That's what describes me right now. Um, I am swinging for the fences in my business and I'm enjoying it. Um, and so far, God's been kind, so I'm going to keep doing it. Thank you again to Bharat Kanodia for sharing your insights on Tesla and Rivian. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.